welcome to another episode of the Canyon Conservative, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, we talk about the pursuit of happiness. And yes, we're showing the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. I hope your week have, has went well. I hope that you were blessed beyond comprehension. Because we serve a good God. We just, uh, you know, had a good sermon this morning at church to start off our week. Um, we dodged a bullet here in Louisiana. We went ahead and dodged a bullet with the tropical storm that was coming. We thought it was going to be a big rainmaker, and it was, but it just didn't hit here. And look, pray for the people of Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, and wherever the storm is impacting, um, keep them in prayers. Also, happy Father's Day. By, by the time this drops, it'll be belayed Father's Day, but... Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And just think, we would not be here if it wouldn't be for fathers. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have mothers either. So, just want to go ahead and give a shout-out to all the dads out there that are listening today. And I hope that you had a blessed weekend with your family. Uh, I know my kids went ahead and blessed me with some good gifts. And they're young. And, you know, it meant the world to them to see me (laughs) be happy with what they give. And uh, just a blessing and, you know... What this, what happens in this world is just is beyond comp- comprehension sometimes. But just to realize that you're part of a family, you're part of something that is going on in this world. You're, you know, you you're pursuing God's call is beyond comprehension. And I just want to, you know, if you're a dad out there, you know, take take in consideration what you're doing because a lot of people are fathers out there, but that means they're not. You know, I mean, there have some people that are dads out there, but they're not fathers. They don't go ahead and raise their kids correctly. They don't go ahead and teach their kids the right way. And that's that's my goal is to raise my kids up in the Lord. And it's to be a father is, you know, it's, it's touching. It is heartwarming. It is, uh, is a blessing to have my family here and you know, just just to be a dad in this world and, and to lead your kids in the right way is a tremendous blessing. And to all the ones that have lost dads out there, I want to pray for you. And I want to say that, you know, it's hard. I, I, I haven't lost my dad, but I can imagine it is hard. And uh, I'm going to keep you in my prayers on this day as you remember your dads out there. So, But we had a good week. Uh, we had a lot of news this week. We just, um, we you know, we had stories about the Supreme Court. We had... We have entertainment news. We have uh, some stars coming against the vaccination. We got some saying that we should change the flag, which we're going to get into later on. Um, we have our president going overseas and cutting down the Republican Party and snapping at a CNN reporter, which the CNN reporter was just doing her job and, you know, was asking him some tough questions. And our president went ahead and just snapped. We got the audio of that later on. I'm going to start off with with this G7 summit, this NATO, this NATO uh, summit, and this Putin summit because you know, folks, we see this all around. You know, but, um, the media did not praise Trump on none of these summits. You know, they were calling the G7 a G6 because one leader was missing because Donald Trump was not there. They cut, Donald Trump met with Vladimir Putin and. Vladimir Putin listened. Vladimir Putin and Trump talked over a lot of things, and Donald Trump laid down the law. And oh, Putin overread that that meeting. Putin they they cut down Trump for everything that was done at these summits when he was in office. 
but Biden gets in there, and the summits are. Uh, it was a great success for Biden. You listen to CNN. You listen to every one of these people. They were talking uh, about how this was strong for Biden. Biden showed the world that he's a strong leader, and that Biden, you know, it has his foot is is his foot on the gas pedal to say, and he is he is he's a strong American president. But while he was there, he cut down the Republican Party. Now, it is usually tradition, and we know that Donald Trump went ahead and broke them traditions when he attacked the Democrat Party when he was overseas. But normal tradition is that you don't cut down Republican Party or you don't cut down the former party while you're overseas. The purpose of that is is to show the world that the United States is united. No matter how divided the United States is, it, um, it is united. It is, it is not... It's not falling apart. And Biden goes across the waters and says that the Republican Party is fragile. The Republican Party is losing support and, and all that stuff in, in Europe, which in my I don't know why Europe and those nations would worry about Americans in the way they're voting, because they really don't have no say in it. We can vote the way we want to vote. But Biden goes in there and attacks the Republican Party. Now, I, I heard this week, and I, I can't remember who I heard it from, but it's kind of funny that he's calling the Republican Party's weak, and he's calling the Republican Party fragile. He's calling the Republican Party um, just, you know, just frail. It's, 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 he's trying to say we're losing momentum, but, folks, we're only down five seats in the House of Representatives. That's a very, very slim majority in the House of Representatives. Nancy Pelosi only has five votes over the Democrat to hold the house. And also the Senate is a 50, 50 split. And if there would be, if it would be truthful, you know, the independents usually line with the, the left, but that's the only reason why that they got the house. If them two independents would say, which I doubt one of them's Bernie Sanders would say, Hey, we're going to the Republican side. Mitch McConnell could be the majority leader. And it really wouldn't be a vote. And look, we got two Democrat so-called moderates, Joe Manchin and the senator from Arizona, saying, look, we're not going to go along with the filibuster, uh, eliminating the filibuster. We're not going to go along with everything that y'all doing. And it's really putting a snag where Chuck Schumer is really getting PO'd about that because he can't get anything done of the Trump uh, the, the Biden administration. But for, for Biden to go overseas and say, hey, you know, the Republican Party's weak, the Republican Party's fragile, they're, they're losing numbers left and right, they don't really fit the narrative. The narrative right now is that people don't like Joe Biden. Joe Biden, um, it was re- uh, released by the Daily Wire that his approval rating right now is sitting at 49%. And at that 49%, that means he's under 50%. Now, I don't, re- I don't recall hearing it from Fox News. I don't, hear, I don't recall hearing it from CNN. I don't recall it being on MSNBC because they try to make Biden popular. They try to make Biden, you know, be some type of hero to the American people, and he's not. Folks, this is, this is just, this is hypocrisy at its finest to call the Republican Party, you know, down in the dumps, basically, and, and saying how, that we're fragile. Look, it, 
there's a lot of Republicans out there that are very confident that we're going to get the House back in 2022. They're also confident they're going to get the Senate back in 2022. We're going to have to see how it falls out because there's a lot of things going on. Now, with the new voting laws and trans, uh, with the legislators all over this nation, we're going to have to see what happens. But Biden, there was one mistake Biden did, and Biden was criticizing his foes on the cross. Also, he went ahead and attacked the media. Now, you might be saying, what do you mean he attacked the media? Him and Putin had their meeting, which the meeting proved to be that Putin was the, the alpha male in the room. You know, Joe Biden gave him a list, and Putin was not denying nothing. You know, he, they said Joe Biden grilled them on the, um, the attacks in, uh, for the cyber attacks that happened in his nation. Putin's like, we didn't do nothing on that. We don't know nothing about that. And I remember saying last week, that the narrative was already said when the news article came out that Biden already said, oh, I have promised that things are going to go. It was already said that Putin was going to be the upper hand in this. And in this meeting, it, it, Biden didn't, didn't have nothing. And look, they had a meeting after he called. He was, hey, they gave me a list of the reporters to ask, ask questions. Now, this happened at the news conference right here when Joe Biden was asked a question because he was confident, he said he was confident that uh, things would change with, or he had confidence in Putin or something like that. And this new CNN news reporter was asking this question and he came back to answer. Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? Yeah, I'm not confident he'll change his behavior. What the hell, what do you do all the time? So, when did I say I was confident? You I said, said in the next six I said, what I said was, let's get it straight. I said, what will change their behavior? is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm just stating the fact. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks, he downplayed human rights abuses, he even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President, President Putin? Friday? You don't understand that you're in your own business. If you don't understand that, you're in their own business. No, Mr. President, she grilled you on a question and you refused to answer. So, so Biden being this, this, this big, bad leader of the free world, that, that didn't sound like, like, like you look and don't get me wrong. If Donald Trump would have did that, the news media would have had three days of material. You would have panels on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and all these nut jobs of news reporters. Oh, this is disrespectful to the news media. Do you remember when Donald Trump said something like the media was the biggest enemy of the American people? How dare he said that about the media? How dare. But Joe Biden, this ain't the first time he grills uh, um, a reporter like this and don't answer the question and just walks out. But he is, oh, this is a tough leader. This is a tough role. The reason, folks, he didn't, he, he, he did mention something about confidence early in the pro, uh, in the press conference. But she was right. Putin, Putin not worried about Biden. All, all this meeting was, was a show that, you know, Biden trying to look big and bad and he didn't look big and bad. He looked weak and afraid. Folks, th- this president right here. It, it, it's not a strong leader in my opinion. But to come out and to, to grill, you know, to first off to attack a political party across the waters is humiliating enough. But to go ahead and attack a reporter like that, not even answer her question. This isn't a strong leader. And we've seen this in the G7 some. All this G7, look, it was Boris Johnson from England. 
that went ahead and had to correct Joe Biden because Joe Biden said, oh, you forgot somebody. And he looked at Joe Biden and said, no, I didn't forget nobody. And they started laughing at Joe Biden. That, that just proves what in America, America's getting laughed at right now because of Joe Biden, folks. Joe Biden is not a strong leader. Joe Biden is not someone that I have confidence in to be the commander in chief. Folks, this is a this is a very, very scary time in our country. Our president, the president of the United States, cannot stand up for world to world leaders. And sometimes can't even stand up. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to, you know, go ahead and criticize this man's uh physical uh physical problems, but it's it's kinda obvious, folks. Now this week the Republican parties, a lot of Republican Party uh leaders asked for him to take um a test to check his mental stability. Now, of course, the Democrats are saying how this is wrong and how this is how, how dare they ask for a president to take uh, a mental evaluation when they did it to Trump and Trump did it. Trump proved the point, though. It wasn't that. It wasn't that Trump was mentally unstable. A lot of people would say he is. But folks, this is a this is a big this is a big deal. A very big deal. And, the, and the, I, let's just say it like this. Nothing surprised me about this summit. Nothing surprised me about this summit right here. Because this summit was a way to try to lighten up Joe Biden. And like I said, his approval rating is at 49%. No, there's no bad, there's nothing bad on Joe Biden in the media. And anything that reflects Joe Biden, we know from a couple of uh, Hunter Biden stories. Hunter Biden goes ahead and uh, says the N-word. It's not racist. They don't even talk about it. He goes ahead and makes racial remarks to their Asian people. Huh? No, no, no media about it because you know why it makes Joe Biden looks bad. And look, the Joe, the, the, the Joe Biden love fest right now is very sickening. It's sad when Australia, their news media, is reporting more news accurate for the United States than the United States media is doing it right now. Folks, if we had an honest news media, first off, I don't think Joe Biden would have got elected. But at the same time, if we had an honest news media, people would be asking for Joe Biden to be impeached. They would be asking to get Joe Biden out of there. Because it it is very scary what's going on right now. Joe Biden is not a capable leader for us, folks. And this summit showed it right here. I'll be right back. We got a a, a YouTube a conservative YouTuber coming on by the name of Nate Savage. He's going to go ahead and give us his opinion on things that are happening in the nation with Black Lives Matter and with the black community. We'll be right back. doing everybody welcome back to another segment of the cajun conservative show the second segment of the day and i am proud to announce to have as a guest today youtuber and fellow conservative mr nate savage nate how you doing sir all is well all is well how you doing i'm do- i'm doing great man and look i'm i'm 
I was introduced to you probably about two, three weeks ago and finally getting the chance to talk to you uh, besides messaging. It's a real honor and a blessing. I appreciate it. It's an honor and a blessing for me as well. Yes, sir. So, so we're gonna we're gonna start off right at the right off the bat. You have a YouTube channel, and uh, you sent me a video the other day, and I, I was real not surprised because normally when people message me videos and stuff like that, it's more in a conservative way. But you are a, a little different kind of conservative. Uh, you're more on the lines of a uh, Candace Owens or Terrell Williams, I say, because you're you know a lot of people when they look at conservatives, they say, oh, those evil white conservatives. But you right. are an African American, if you don't mind me saying that. You're you're an African American, and how is that being a conservative in today's world? You know, white people, they all like, oh look, they're conservatives, they're racist, they're bigots, they're homophobes. But when you have a black conservative, how's how that is? Well, when you think of white racist people, the races are actually on the left. They're the ones who think black people aren't wise enough to be independent. We don't have access to the internet. You know, we don't have access to smartphones. We we don't have access to the directions, how to get to the DMV. You know, if if we got to stand in line and vote and stuff like that, it's like racist. So I really don't see the conservative straight white Christian male that want you to keep your baby versus the far left males that want black people to have abortion left and right. So I, I see racism more on the Democratic left side than I've ever seen on the right Republican side. You see what I mean? Yeah, well, if you look into history, you know, a lot of people don't believe me that when the Emancipation Proclamation was passed, it was a Republican president and a Republican Senate and House that went ahead and passed the Emancipation Proclamation. Not one Democrat, to my recollection, voted for that. Now, that's in the Civil War era, but throughout all the lines, um, your Democrat Party was against Martin Luther King because majority of the South at that time was Democrat. And it, it's falling into the trend today because you mentioned something about voting rights earlier. Right. And I, it was Chuck Schumer earlier in the week that said that all these new state, all the states that are passing these new voting laws are stopping the brown and the black man or the black person from voting. And I'm like, well, what stops? Nate, you, you're a black man. What What is stopping you from voting, if you don't mind me asking? The only thing that's stopping me, for for me personally, is fake Republicans and bad Democrats are stopping me from voting a lot of times. Because just because somebody claims to be Republican, it doesn't mean they're actually conservative. And Correct. a conservative Republican is different from just a regular Republican. That's what stops me, you know. So, but so, me not being there to find the DMV to get an ID or not being there to figure out where the DMV is, that's not that's not slowing me down. So 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 what the media is saying that you know, hey, if we do voting laws where you have to show an ID and everything, and that's racist, it's not stopping no one really. Because I look at it like this, Nate: if you got to go ahead and use an ID to get cigarettes or an ID to get alcohol, uh, so get use an ID to get into certain places. You shouldn't have a problem showing your ID at a voting booth. Right. They call it uh, voter suppression. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. I, I really don't understand how 
a lot of black people that kind of go along with it. It's really an insult to black people. It's calling black people, it's basically saying you're too dumb as a black person to, to purchase or figure out how to get an ID. You know, it, it makes no sense at all. I, I, I really don't understand the, the whole voter suppression uh, argument or debate that's going on in the country right now. Well, it, I, th- I think of it as like this. This is what they use. They, Well, the evil white man goes ahead and has all the rights in the world. So they can go to a voting booth and vote without an ID or whatever. But, you know, black people are suppressed into doing what the white man wants. So if we tell them they got to vote, use ID, which there's nothing that stops them. There's, there, I look at it like this. There's not one law in our Constitution that benefits white people over black people. You get what I'm saying? No. And, and the, yeah, the, I agree. The the voting suppression is it, it, they they use it as the white man is stop, trying to stop black people from voting, and that's not true. White people can white people have to show their IDs just like a black person has to show their ID or Hispanic. It, I think it's more of a fraud line than anything. But it, you're right; it does make, and I hate to say it, it does make like the black communities too dumb to go ahead and find a DMV to go get a license or a voting card. Yes, they're calling black people dumb in a politically correct way. So, so, so I got a question. You, you mentioned like that. So, you, you, you're, you're not for the woke culture or the political correct uh, side of life. This right now. No, because we turned away from God with the new woke culture. I, I agree one hundred percent, my brother. I believe. I believe that that. That we're turning away, you know, like Pride Month right now and celebrating the uh, the same sex agenda is it, totally against what the Bible says. Absolutely. Martin Luther King wouldn't be accepted in today's society when he say, judge people off the content of their character and not their color. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Now, I got a question. Um, what What made you start? You know, I was supposed to ask you that at the beginning. We got into a whole conversation. What made you say, hey, I want to start a YouTube channel and exposing the left from uh, from a black man's perspective? What made me start it is I always talk about it. I always say, why is black people following this far left agenda that's basically an anti-black agenda? and supporting Black Lives Matter. And then I, I, I was like, I always talk to all my friends, family about this stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I should just start a YouTube platform where I could really express myself. Because when I talk to most black people, they just cut me off, call me an Uncle Tom, they call me a coon. They don't understand where I'm coming from because it doesn't fit the narrative that us as black people been brainwashed to believe about America our whole life. So I understand it because I was there before where I thought that the cops was white supremacists. And I used to think that the cops was out to get black people. And I used to think the white man was against me. And then I started listening to like Fox News and listening to like Bill Riley and and then when Trump started running, and I'm saying, wait a second, I've never been harassed by the cops. No white person ever just pulled up on me and say, we don't want you in our town, N-word, or anything like that. So then I just started seeing stuff from a different perspective. But, 
But mainly to answer your question, the reason I started my YouTube channel is because this is what I talk about all the time, even when I'm not on YouTube. Hey, and that's what we need to do as conservatives. You know, I I don't know if you ever heard Rush Limbaugh, but Rush said that's the, you know, to convince people of the ways that the left is evil and that the left, and I'm not talking about people that believe in the left. I'm talking about the Democrat Party in general, just the the leadership, because you, you listen to all these people that are in Washington right now um, talking about passing laws that rechange our whole country is hurting us. But Rush said that's the best way, talking to your neighbors, talking to your friends, talking to Anyone that's going to listen, and I think that's what's good about you and I, we we started this platform to, to expose the left for what they are, and this is like having conversations with people and just making them aware because there's a lot of uninformed voters, and that's Republican and Democrat. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely is. And that, that, I like Rush Limbaugh. He, he speaks the truth, man. I, I like him. I, I love Ben Shapiro. Uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, uh, Officer Tatum. You know, these are all good conservative people that really do a good job breaking down what's really going on in the world. And they they don't they don't hold any punches either. No, no, and you shouldn't. And and, and honestly, I hate to say it, but it, it's it's white people's fault for being afraid of you know to be called a racist or anything like. I, in my opinion, white people need to speak out the same way I'm speaking out. Because really, this is a far white liberal agenda that's being pushed on America. And then the radical blacks are just going along with it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's 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 more uh, on the lines of, and look, this is coming from a white man where we, we're, we're so afraid to, well, I'm not. Because I, when people call me racist, I say, prove it. You get what I'm saying? Um, because right. you know, but I, I see that in a lot of the culture. It's just not in in politics. This isn't. It's in the church as well. Because I'm a minister, and I see both sides of it. They don't want to. They don't want to offend nobody, and they don't want to. They don't want to say something that's going to hurt somebody. But sometimes the truth hurts, Nate. Black people are the most racist people you'll ever meet. I mean, when you think about it, you hear black excellence and. Uh, all, all of this stuff, you're not allowed to say white excellence or you're not allowed to wear a T-shirt that says I heart white woman because that would be racist. But black people, we could say black power all day. White people can never say white power or anything like that. It, it, it's, it's really a culture war against a straight white Christian conservative man. Right. And look, let's use the for the terms uh black lives matter if we go ahead and say all lives matter which as a christian that we both are and we we agree with that you know that all lives matter in the sight of god all lives should matter we are called racist because we use the term all all lives matter that we demeaning the black lives matter movement but black lives matter as an organization is a is a um is a marxist communist organization that is not looking out for the black man, is not looking out for the black woman, is not looking out for the black child, is looking to pass socialist agendas. Black Lives Matter is a racist, Marxist, terrorist organization. And I was talking to one of my friends who's a cop in North Carolina about this the other night. Honestly, I think Black Lives Matter is the biggest threat to the country because unless I'm wrong, um, 
I don't know of in American history when have the U.S. government actually got behind a terrorist organization. This is the first time I ever seen something like this happen, and they got a lot of Black Lives Matter. It's not just like a little small thing. They're huge. They are a huge organization that has a lot of political power and political control over the country. And they're real, it's a really dangerous group. And they're anti-men. And it, when you read the website, it has nothing to do with the straight black father. You understand? Yeah, well, they, they, they're, trying to, they're trying to destroy the nuclear family, as they say. Yes. I don't understand how a group that radical is being backed by the U.S. government and black people are just blindly supporting it. It's, it I mean, it's, it's, a L, it's a LGBTQ group and it's anti-American, it's anti-God. Black Lives Matter. I, the title, I guess the, the, they're genius marketing with the title. Right. That's that's the that's the only thing because it's like if you say does do Black Lives Matter and you believe Black Lives Matter, and if you say no, then automatically you sound like a racist. Right. But it's like I do agree that Black Lives Matter, but I don't agree with what the organization stands for. And, and and that's why I think a lot of people call it BLM, the abbreviated. But I, like you said, the same. Look, I don't have no problem with the phrase Black Lives Matter. Because, but like I said, they shouldn't have a problem with the phrase "all lives matter" or "all white lives matter" because they do. You know, every, I I feel this is what they're doing, Nate. They're taking um, um, uh, systemic racism and moving it from back in the day when it was whites on blacks to blacks on whites. Well, Black Lives Matter, the whole organization, is 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 basically. They're, they're pimps. And it's built off of a lie. Cops aren't hunting and killing down black people. No, they're not. That's just not happening. More white people, armed and unarmed, justified and unjustified, get killed by the police than white people per year since American history. Never, it never was a year where more black people died than white people by the hands of the police, justified or unjustified. So, if anything, maybe white people should be the ones out here protesting against the police. Well, they, not they, that that they, would make any sense either. But no, it wouldn't. And I, like I was about to say, there is some white people that go ahead because they call us. Uh, and look, like like you, Nate, they will say that you are not woke. You're not, you know. You you're not oh you're not open minded and you're not you know give I, us a, I agree. I agree that I'm not woke and I don't like that term because woke means the definition of woke it means that you recognize that the cops are racist. You recognize that this is a racist country. That's that's the that's the modern day version of woke. I'm conservative. I'm not woke. Yeah, I, Do you understand? I, I don't I don't care about that term I hate the term woke. Right, right. Well, because I, I know what it means. Well, it, it's doing everything like the Book of Isaiah says. Isaiah said that they, where there's going to come a time where they're going to call good evil and evil good, and I think we're at that point right now where 
a lot of stuff that they're they're promoting the Democrat Party and the woke community and the BLMs. What they're doing, they're they're promoting wrongdoings and glorifying it. Uh, my my buddy Scott Ford said it that he's not he don't like them making saints out of criminals. And that's what a lot of these crimes are doing. A lot of these shootings do. They were criminals, but because they got shot by a white cop, they all of a sudden they're saints and they're martyrs for the cause. Absolutely. And in my state that I live in now, they built a statue. I don't know if you heard about it. or I don't know if you ever heard of this guy named George Floyd. Right. He was a, he was an unemployed drug addict. And now... He's the face of black culture, and he's being celebrated as a great hero, a hero of American history. And they built a statue of him in Newark, New Jersey. Wow! And he was a he, he was a he was an unemployed drug addict. Why why would we celebrate him? Because it, it, it tells you a lot agenda. about a culture. It, it tells you a lot about a culture by who that culture idolized. Everybody, every other culture has to be laughing at black people. And it's so racist that white liberals set a step, because white liberals are the ones who's in charge of it. They are the real racists, like I said earlier in this conversation. They're like, black people, this is y'all hero. George Floyd is who y'all should idolize. And black people just go along with it. It's so racist that white liberals is actually using George Floyd as a symbolization of black excellence. It's anti-black completely. This guy was an unemployed drug addict. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I, and that's, to agree with you on that, look, Nancy Pelosi called him. Uh, thank, remember she was talking, she said, thank you, George Floyd, for giving you life for a free cause. I don't think George Floyd was looking to die that day either. That that's what they're acting like, like it was staged, like it was planned, whatever. But I don't think this man went into that store believing he was going to die that day. He wasn't planning on being a martyr. I don't think he wanted to be a martyr. No, I, I, I mean he. We care about his life more than he cared about his own. He he has a long history of just terrorizing the black community. He doesn't have a history of building up and and promoting any type of black excellence. He, did you even hear about this statue that New Jersey, which has nothing to do with George Floyd? No, I, George I, Floyd has nothing to do. With I know. I know they they put up some. I know they put up some moral, uh, some murals or whatever they call that, and stuff. I never heard of a statue, but that that just praising criminals to sainthood, lifting them up to sainthood. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, this is this is this is our new America, and as a push out of Antifa. Uh, Black Lives Matter. This this is why I think Black Lives Matter is the biggest threat to America. I know people talk about China. We could talk about the Middle East and terrorist attacks and Russia this, Russia that. The biggest threat to America is Black Lives Matter. In my well, well, uh, and uh, now Nate, don't get mad at me. I got to quote the president though. Didn't the president say the greatest threat in this? You know. <laughs> This nation today is climate change, and three weeks later, three weeks earlier, he said it was white supremacy. Well, he gets the award, Joe Biden. He's the biggest race hustler that I ever seen in my life. More bigger than Al Sharpton or or any anybody I ever seen hustle racism. 
he actually hustled racism to get in a White House. Right. He don't even like Kamala Harris. He don't like, they don't even like each other. He clearly used her as a symbol to black people to get votes. And nobody don't even rock with Kamala Harris anyway. She didn't even do well in a primary. So Joe Biden is a race hustler. We can, when it comes to race, we can't believe nothing he's saying. He used to openly say, in, in public, we can't have any more N-words getting in, getting in power and all of this stuff. He was, he was completely anti-black back in the day. However, YouTube suppressed the algorithm and take a lot of the stuff that the rhetoric he said previously. They took it off. You can't even find anything bad about Joe Biden on YouTube. And I, they cover him up. They, they, you know, they, they're protecting this man. He's a race hustler. Yep. He doesn't give a damn about black people. Uh, I agree. I agree with you. One is is a how they say that a politician's best friend. You know, he just to do, say something to to get votes is sad. So Nate, I, I mean, go they, ahead. Go ahead. Joe Biden. You can't even find all the videos of some sniffing little girl's hair and, and rubbing on little girls and, and touching on people's wives and stuff. You can't even find that on YouTube. They, they took that away because, you know, the, 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 it's all controlled. YouTube is controlled by liberals. Yes. So they're protecting his image. They're, they're, they're protecting him. I, I never seen, you know, I never seen a president get this, this so much coverage of trying to trying to make him look good then you had the former president where 95 percent of the coverage on news networks were all bad it's, it's a double standard they they're showing what's their what their side they, they lean more to the left and there's not more there's all the way to the left and try to destroy the right yeah i mean the fallen messiah which is uh obama they actually was more critical of him than they are on Biden. You know? And the media, that is. And it is sad. It's sad. Nate, we got a couple of more seconds left, and I want to go ahead and ask you, tell my audience about your YouTube channel, where they can find you at, and this, when, when do you drop videos and everything like that, my brother? Well, I, right now I try to drop, like, two videos a week or so. And I'm, I'm going to start hosting interviews where I'm going to interview people that disagree with me. But you can find my YouTube channel on Savage 5050, Savage 5050. Um, I talk conservative values. I talk about the straight white Christian conservative man being under attack. I talk about Black Lives Matter being a racist Marxist terrorist organization. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Nate underscore super savage. Hey, and look, I'm following you, man. I'm a subscriber of your shows, and uh, I really enjoy. It. I didn't get to watch the last video, but I'm gonna be listening up to the listening to it very soon. So, but look, Nate, thank you for coming on today, man. I appreciate it, and uh, getting a different perspective. You know, a lot of people will say, "Well, Isaac, you're you're a white conservative Christian male, and you you." you 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 know your white people you all think the same. It's kind of yeah. I'm, it's kind of good to get a different side of this issue from another conservative that's a different color. Oh yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, 
that's that's the way it's supposed to be, man. Black, white, we all supposed to be American. I don't care about this whole black culture thing. I care about American culture. Right. It's all it's all all for the good of the country. Right. Thank, but yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. It, it meant a lot. I was surprised when you hit me up. I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, man, when you when you messaged me, I looked at the video. I was like, huh, let me check this out. And then when we started talking on Messenger, I said, yeah, I got to get this guy on as soon as possible. And this was the week to come on, man. I, somebody need to hear this, you know, to let let freedom reign. That's how I see it. I agree. All right, Nate, we appreciate it, my brother. All right. I'll talk to you shortly. Yes, sir. That was Nate Savage. He has a YouTube channel. Go look him up. Nate Savage 5050, a black conservative man that goes ahead and tells you the truth and a different side. Like I said, he lives in New Jersey, folks. I got to pray for this man because that's a blue state. You know, I'm a conservative in a conservative state. It's kind of easy around here, but we're going to keep him in prayer. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the flag. That's right. Celebrities want to go ahead and change our flag. They say it's racist and they got a bad, bad history. So we need to change the whole thing. We'll be right back. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. As I always say, where does time go when you're having fun? And I want to go ahead and thank Mr. Nate Savage, conservative YouTuber, that's talking. He, he said it right a while ago that his goal is to tell people what's happening in the left. And... Like I told him, I, you know, off air, there's some there's some groups out there that I, I tried joining and trying to share my podcast. And they tell me, oh, you can't you can't promote yourself or anything, like that, but they're promoting their podcast. And it's more like a line that we're competitive. We're competing for the same group of audience. And I'm not. Look, that's why I go ahead and I endorse people like Nate Savage and Scott Ford and Lauren Collins and Culper's Canteen Cup. That's the reason why I promote these people, because. I just don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to other people. I want you to go ahead and listen to other views. I want you to go ahead and and find out. That's why we promoted Nate Savage, which will be, I'm hoping, a future guest again. But it was great to have Nate on here. And, you know, we're talking over of him sharing his program with us. And, and it's just, you know, not as for like groups and everything, he's going to share to groups. And it just, it's a great, you know, we're going to go ahead and advertise each other. And that's what it's about, folks. I don't care what color of his skin is. We're helping each other out for a common goal to save this country and to go ahead and try to spread the truth because there is a lot of hypocrisy out there, folks. And look, the, me- the media is big. I'm going to talk about the media in the first segment. The media goes ahead and cover lies. They go ahead and they do all that. And guess what? It's just, it's, it's sad. 
It's sad. So the more people like Nate and Scott and Lauren and all these other people that are out here doing this is better. Now, I hope they say the truth because there are some wacko nuts out there that go ahead and they, they go way off to the deep end. So we're going to, you know, I, I hope I don't offend anybody. But if you're a fan of Alex Jones, that's one that goes way off the deep end. I'm just saying. But all right. So we're going to go ahead and talk about, you know, Singer Macy Gray. Now, I don't know. I didn't know who Macy Gray was to begin with, but apparently she made a famous song a while back, and, you know, she, she hasn't done anything since then. But she went ahead and wrote an op-ed, and this is what the article states at the beginning. Says, Singer Macy Gray argues U.S. needs a new flag to replace the tainted, dated, diverse, oh, glory. Uh-oh. Now, when I read this story, folks, I was kind of upset. Now, like I said, I'm working on ways to where I can get more stories out there. And Facebook is a good way. If you have, if there's stories that pop up, like the Supreme Courts and all these other decisions, go on my Facebook page, the Cajun Conservative Show on Facebook. I have a lot of opinions, uh, well, short opinions on the, the news article, the, the news that is happening. And this is one of them that was on Facebook that got a lot of attention. But the American flag is tainted. Dated, diverse, and incorrect, and needs to be updated, singer Macy Gray argues this week in an op-ed written for Juneteenth. For June, uh, Juneteenth. Now, you might be wondering, what is Juneteenth? Uh, Joe Biden went ahead and signed this, uh, this bill for Juneteenth. It's, uh, the show, is to commemorate the end of slavery in the 1860s. She argued that Old Glory has replaced the Confederate flag implying it is a symbol of racism. It is no longer representative of all of us. Gray wrote, it is not fair to be forced to honor it. It's time for a new flag. Folks, this proves a lot of points right here. And this isn't new for the, the, the left or liberal agenda people. They've been trying to get rid of old glory. Now, you people out there that might be arguing that Colin Kaepernick did not protest the flag, yes, which he did. There is audio out there of him saying, I'm not going to respect that flag because he basically said the same thing as Macy Gray says. Folks, the, to come ahead and to say, we want a new flag. To come ahead and say, we want to rip the flag and make it more diversity. We want to make it more opening it. Now, I want to ask a question. What, what is this flag going to look like? You know, and, and she has a picture on her Twitter page. If I can go ahead and find it. Um, and I'm going to tell you the response that they have, but. There, there's there's these flags are all different colors. They got the stars, some brown, some black, some white. Um, yeah, there's some brown, some black, some white. You still got the red and blue. I mean, the uh, the white and blue, uh, red. But, you know, we got to go ahead and make it a different flag. We got to go ahead and we also got to put 52 states, of course, folks. Because, you know, the left is pushing right now that we got to have 52 states. We got to have Puerto Rico and we got to go ahead and have Washington DC, which I heard this week that it's unconstitutional for Washington DC to become a state because it's the nation's capital. The founding fathers did not want Washington, uh, the, the capital of the United States to be a state. It was supposed to be a, a separate entity. It's supposed to be a separate, like a bipartisanship, but they wrote this on June, um, Juneteenth, which is June 19th or for June 19th. And 
to go ahead, like I said, just to go, it, she says it don't represent all of us. Folks, and I, I can't remember all of it, but the red, the white, and the blue, and the stars had a specific meaning. It's kind of funny. Like I said, they've been attacking this flag for a while. Because the flag itself represents freedom. It represents, you know, the equal way of life. You know, I said this a while back. Did America do some things bad in its growing up? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was done by both parties, the Democrats and the Republicans. But, you know, you had a U.S. president that pushed the trail of tears for, you know, for the Native Americans to go to a lot of lands they didn't want to. One was Democrat, Andrew Jackson. Now, you don't want to, you don't want to, we don't want to hear that because the Republican Party is the, I mean, the Democrat Party is the party that represents equality. The Democrat Party is the one that represents, you know, equality and, and fairness, which is not true. We heard from Nate Savage in the last segment that talked about that, how a political party at the left is using the black community to hurt them. But you have people like this Miss Macy Gray coming out and saying, we need a new flag. And like I said, this ain't the first time um, Colin Kaepernick did the same thing. And people tell me, oh, he wasn't he wasn't doing the flag. But why tag the flag? Why tag? Because there's a lot of things representing in that flag. That is for everyone. Folks, this is just this is just crazy. In the article, we had some responses from this. Well, she went on to say, like I said earlier, that she had 52 stars, the new pair representing Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. She claimed both U.S. territory and the Caribbean and the national capital city deserves statehood. That's supposed. No, it don't, folks. No, it don't. You know, and, and that's that's the whole thing. Look, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico has a better chance to be a state than Washington, D.C. should. But for us to have a new flag, and like I said, I don't have I, I don't have the capability of showing you, but this new flag of different colors, it, it just, it's, it's boggling. Now, we had some response. Jamie Ellison, former Trump lawyer, said, hey, Macy Gray Lives, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that raggedy old flag. And that's Jamie Ellison calling for, um, for, um, uh, for Johnny Cash's song, that, uh, the old flag. Laverne Spicer said, had one hit song about 20 years ago and hasn't done anything since. Now she wants to come out from a dark and from the dark and say she hates our flags. Your world would crumble if you weren't in America. And it's true, folks. It's kind of funny how they, they go ahead and they debate this flag or they, they, they go ahead and they, cr- they try to break down this flag and they try to say that this flag is bad, but... You got to realize if it wasn't for that flag and the, the people that died to protect that flag. And look, the, the flag is not 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 the main symbol in America. The, let me correction. The American flag is the symbol of the country about how strong this country is. So if you're saying that the flag is tainted and the flag is diverse, you're saying that this nation is divided and tainted, which isn't so. Yes, we do have problems right now, especially with the current administration. We have problems in this nation. But that flag, we don't need a new flag. We don't, it's, it's, it's even a crazy notion to talk about this. But, and look, it was a liberal a while back, and I can't remember where, that said, 
that she saw some Trump supporters and they were waving American flags and it's very disturbing. Why? Why? What's wrong with our flag? Why is it wrong to wave our flag? Why is it wrong to go ahead and own a flag? Why is it, why is it so wrong to, rep- to respect the flag? Because that flag represents freedom. It represents you, equality. It, it represents everything that the left's against. So that's why all these left-winging people are coming against our flag. That's why this. It, that's why this. This. This country. That's why some people in this country want to go ahead and redefine the flag because they thinking if we redefine the flag, we define the country. Nations are going to see us a little different. Our flag, man. It, it, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to go into depth with history with the flag. You know, um, Bessie Ross, the one that made the flag, Rush Limbaugh went ahead and did a whole best, uh, campaign for Bessie Ross to respect the flag and everything. But there was a lot of reasons why they picked the colors, like I said. And there's a lot of history that we can get into that we, we really can't get into at the moment. But this shows the attitude of our nation. Hey, let's just get rid of the flag and let make everything equality. And this is, a, this is trying to make our country something it isn't right now. That's, that's basically what it is. All right, so I got another story right here that I, I really wanted to get to in the first segment. Didn't have time because I was talking about our president that, you know, that loves the media, that he snaps at them when they ask him a bad question. And it's not the only one Nancy Pelosi does and everything. But I want to go ahead with a little bit of time I got left. I want to talk about the Supreme Court. So there was two cases. Two, one I agree with, one I didn't. Um, one of them was that the Catholic organization was denying adoption ship to same-sex couples because of religious beliefs. They sued them. They went to court, and guess what? It the 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 Catholic organization won. But there was another case called, and this is on the EPEC Times. Supreme Court tosses Obamacare challenges by 18 states on the grounds of legal standing by a vote of seven to two. The Supreme Court has upheld a partial uh, a patient protection and affordable care uh, act commonly known as Obamacare for the third time, ignoring the question of his constitutionality by ruling that these challenging the these challengings it lacked the required legal standing to do so. In a tweet, President Joe Biden said the decision was a big win for the American people. Folks, I'm getting kind of upset with our Supreme Court. First off, I don't go ahead and trust the Supreme Court in any way, shape, or form. The Supreme Court has went ahead and proven that if it does not like a case, it's going to throw it out because of legal standing. Isaac, what do you mean by that? Well, if you go back to 20, uh, 20, uh, November 2020, there were 60 cases, they say, so-called, that went up to the Supreme Court or went up to courts. And two of them went to the Supreme Court and they threw them out for the same thing, legal standings. The, uh, the lack of legal standing. All these election cases that were going about, they had private citizens that went ahead and challenged these laws. They had uh, people that, you know, lawyers and delegates and even the presidential candidate at the time, Donald Trump, that challenged these things, but they never was heard. And I get tired of hearing the media say, oh, well, there was 60 cases that was that the courts proved that there was no voter fraud, which is a big load of crock because 
they weren't heard. There was only one that had a possibility of being heard in Pennsylvania. And the judge said on the merit is nine out of 10, the, the plaintiff's going to win, which was the candidate. And the crooked attorney general of Pennsylvania went ahead and say, went to the state Supreme Court and said, hey, put latches on it. When they put latches on it, it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said, well, we're not going to deny the, the, the state Supreme Court. So lack of standing, throw it out. Folks, this wasn't even, they didn't even question the constitutionality of Obamacare. If you remember Obamacare, went ahead and it was still saying you had to force healthcare and people, Judge Roberts, the Supreme um, Court Justice, said, uh, said well, you know, you, if, you, if you force people to get healthcare, you can't do it. But if you go ahead and put it as a tax, it's tax is legal, it's legal and it's constitutional. So for the Supreme Court to come out and say, hey, we're not going to go ahead and touch this. Let's just throw it out with, uh, with no standing. That's the question I want to ask now. Well, who has standing? Apparently it's only the Democrats because the Democrats go to cases like this and they get in. So that, that happened this week, and it just, it just bothers me that 18 states challenge this law. 18 states challenge this law. Texas was leading it. And guess what? They don't have legal standing. It's sad, folks. Look, I was shocked this week that our Attorney General of Louisiana, Jeff Landry, went ahead and sued the Biden administration to, to stop the, um, the bans on drilling in the Gulf and everything, and he won. I'm waiting for that to go to the Supreme Court. Or like they said, Joe Biden's going to rewrite it and sign another executive order, which we could do the same thing. But a federal judge said, no, that's not possible. Now, what's going to happen when that goes to court? Oh, Louisiana don't have standing. Why don't they have standing? Well, you see, they could, they, the, the oil field don't bother them. If that's the case, the Supreme Court. It, it, it's funny how the Supreme Court don't want to take up a lot of these constitutional cases either. The Supreme Court does not want to go ahead and pull up constitutional Law. They don't want to go ahead and question constitutionality of these people right now. Now, it might be because Joe Biden's threatening to add Supreme Court justices to the court. It could be because they just don't know what the Constitution says. But it's kind of sad when everybody's like, yay, we got more conservative Supreme Court justices. And the three that Trump put in there, I think Neil Gorsuch voted against this, but all of them voted hey, no standing, they don't have standing it's sad folks what our our, our our country is facing I have no trust in the Supreme Court I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Cajun Conservative I want to thank again Mr. Nate Savage for joining us in the second segment if you have not yet, please hit that subscribe button and share with a friend, family member, or anyone else that would want that would like this podcast. Also, leave us a five star review and go like us on Facebook at the Cajun Conservative page. Until next week, you have a good week. May God bless you. May God keep His face to shine upon you. And remember, Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? If not, get ready. Until next week, bye bye.